Hello, fellow Redbirds. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast number 35. Please follow us on our at Bird Fans Forever Twitter account to be notified of our latest podcast videos and to participate in our fun polls. Also, go visit our website, www.birdfansforever.com, where you can find the list of our previous podcasts. Finally, visit Bird Fans Forever on YouTube and dunk on that subscribe button. Our YouTube site has our previous podcasts. In addition, YouTube has our archive of classic Redbird games that have accumulated thanks to so many Redbird fans who have been kind enough to share their video libraries with us. We hope to keep adding to our collection of games, and if you are a fan, chances are you will find a game on there you want to lose a couple of hours watching. Our guest for today played with our basketball Redbirds from 1990 to 1994. We'll be right back with our guest, Chuck Barnes. And welcome to Bird Fans Forever, episode number 35 with Chuck Barnes. You might also know him as Charles Barnes, so we call him Chuck. Uh, the program probably listed him as Charles. He played from 1990 through 1994, so he was on the 90-91 season we don't really talk about, but we'll laugh about. He's on two conference championships teams, the 92-93 and the 93-94 team. So we're going to keep going. Chuck, how you I'm doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, John. This is awesome. I've got to know him from just coming back to watch him play and then through the alumni stuff and him and Fitch are just, they get these two together and it's dangerous. And so, but today, no Fitch, just you, big man. And uh, so, question we always start with, how'd you get to ISU? Yes, how did I get to ISU? So, I played at uh, Whitney Young High School. I actually started playing as I was a sophomore. Um, started varsity, ran to this kid, didn't really know him well at the time, Richard Thomas, uh, number 14, as you guys know him, old Rich. And so uh, literally before practice every day, I played one-on-one with Rich every day, and he kicked me every which way to Sunday, every day in practice. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I just, I just never had met a guy that played ball, you know, that just had a jump cycle like he was. You know, I, I pretty much idolized Rich, you know, so we became friends. Uh, and as Richards, uh, well, you guys may or may not know, Whitney Young back in my era was terrible. Uh, kind of before I started playing, they were in the Red West. Uh, they were down in the Blue, which is the lower division. Well, as we started winning with Rich and met some of my other teammates, we got we got better. And so, of course, now you have the college coaches coming and they're starting their recruiting process. And so, I'm just thinking, man, Rich was supposed to have a visit to Wyoming, I think, in the Illinois State. So he narrowed it down to go to Illinois State. So that was the talk of Whitney Young at the time because we didn't have that many D1 players going. And so um, Rich left. Uh, I had another year at Illinois State. I played very well. I was an all-conference player, 20 and 10 a game. Uh, so my recruiting took off. And so uh, I had a lot of mid-major interests. My, my claim to fame at the time was to get recruited by Michigan State with Tom Izzo. He was, a, he was a, uh, an assistant at the time. So I bragged to my son about that all the time. He didn't believe me. Um, so, uh, you know, my recruits, you know, I didn't have anyone, uh, say my dad, my folks around me that really played ball. Like, Rich was kind of our conduit uh, for Whitney Young by going D1. And so, Rich goes down to Illinois State. You guys, you know, get, go to the NCAA tournament. Like, that was just so exciting for us, right? So, um, the first coach that came that I remember, it actually was Coach Bender. He came to our games. And so I kind of remember him recruiting Rich and, you know, kind of seeing him in the stands, you know, a lot different now with Instagram and TikTok and all the other recruiting 
things that they got going on now. But anyway, so Rick says, hey, man, you need to come on down for a visit. So I visit, actually visit Northern Illinois first. I uh, didn't really like Northern. All right. So then I get down to Illinois State. I had the time of my life. Is Rich your host? Rich was my host. Oh. And it was Rich, <laughs> Elvin Flores, Antoine Eats. So <laughs> I thought as a senior in high school, I was in college because I knew Rich, right? I knew Elvin right. because Elvin's related to Rich. And, you know, we played against each other in high school. I knew Antoine yep. Hicks from when he played at Holy Trinity. Uh, I played against him in high school. So I knew these guys. So I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I get down there, and I'll never forget this. At the end of the visit on that Sunday, I go into the meeting with Coach Bender and Rich. And Rich just looks at me. He's like, you coming to what? I was like, of course. And that was that. Every, every, and I, was, I didn't look at any other schools. Um, I had Iowa State, Baylor, a few of those other schools. I was like, nope, going to play here. Um, and, and, and I can remember when you guys went to the tournament scene, you guys playing Michigan on TV. I mean, I, they sold, it sold me. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So we sold you and then you have to do the thing that you did over spring break after the Michigan game, which might or might not be an NCAA violation. And I think we'll, we'll talk to Dan Butterly, who we, you and I both know very well, um, and see if he could uh, counsel us on uh, the fact that, uh, what did you yeah, do? Absolutely. So I signed with you guys in November. I, I did early November. Yeah. And so... In my uh, senior high school, wanting to hurry up and get out of high school, right? I'm like, well, I'm going to visit Rich, Illinois State. And so my senior <laughs> year, spring break, uh, I got on a train, and I went to Illinois State. Rich and those guys picked me up, and I had the time of my life. Uh, I stayed with Rich. Uh, listen, whatever the uh, the college guys did, I was right with them. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and that's actually when I met you all. Um, you always yeah. have those open runs going on and on in, in Horton Fieldhouse. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I was a high flyer at the time. I could jump really good, but I quickly learned this is not high school. Uh, I actually remember you yeah. and Big Rick, you know, driving in the lane, and I remember, mm, yeah, this was a little tougher than I thought. Uh, so, yeah, let me hurry get through the game. Let me sit down. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a rookie here. Let me sit down to the big boys. And, uh, and, um, Rick Johnson, I, that's when I first met Rick Johnson, and he was talking so much trash. I was like, these guys, <laughs> this is intense. And that even made me want to come even more. Rick, yep. Ricky Johnson. Yep, yep, Slick Ricky. Yep, yep, Ricky Johnson. Yep. Uh, and, um, and then Rev, I don't even know what Rev's real name is. There's a nickname, Rev. William, William Anderson. Anderson. He is that's my it. lifeline as a freshman. Yes. He was a senior He's when a senior, I was a gotcha. freshman. And, Rick, yeah. and they were talking, I was just like, this Illinois State stuff, this is this is it, you know. So, uh, yeah, but I stayed a <laughs> yeah. whole week. And I, I talked about that experience when I got back. All my friends were envious because I went to college, you know, for a week. So, yeah, Dan may have some issues with that. But, you know what, that was in the 90s. We're going to let that by. There's a statute of limitations that's passed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Since you're an officer, you officer of the law, you understand yeah, statute of limitations. Yeah, that's, yeah. Nice. that's right. Yeah, long gone. Like so Chuck, let's talk about this. Like in your recruiting trips, when you go down there, let's you guys were talking about this off the air, but let, let's talk about like how practice was when the recruits showed up. Okay. Yes, yes. And then how and then how they treated you for the games. Like 
you know, you were royalty. And oh, stuff like absolutely. Like you got to watch the game. So before I signed, uh, we did come on uh, an unofficial visit, my friends and I. Uh, we were sitting behind the bench. I, I remember what what game it was. And, you know, you're a high school kid, so you don't know no better. We had um, Penn State jackets on and hats. You know, all four of us. You know, my buddies didn't even come to Illinois State. They just We just drove them down there. And so we went in the locker room, you know, we saw the game, you know, the, the, the pregame prep. We saw the warm-ups. I think we did actually make a practice one Saturday. Oh, it was light. I'm thinking in my head, oh, I got college licked. There is no way I can't handle this, right? And so, you know, the, the red carpet was definitely out, you know, um, with the pregame meals. You know, we ate a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, this college is cool. You know, we don't have this uh, with young, but it's fine. And I tell you. April, no, I should remember this, Nineteen August 1st, 1990, I do remember this, um, we have, Coach Bender calls a 6 o'clock run, conditioning, it's the first day of school, I still remember it to this day, I stayed in Waterson Towers, I remember walking to the track behind Horton at about 5.30 in the morning, and i tell you about 7 o'clock, I wanted to quit. <laughs> that is a true story I have never run that much in my entire life uh, and then I think we went to the weight room too and, and uh, at the time I don't even remember my strength coach name we changed like two or three of them uh, but I remember that was the first time I met Ruben and, and I understood Ruben. yes I met old Ruben and I distinctly remember treatment I hated treatment like he brought that up the first day and then of course for the next four years uh, me and Ruben were best friends um, but yeah, but getting back to your point about, you know, how they treat you when you're being recruited. And then once you sign that line and you get to practice, oh, yeah, the world is daylight and dark. So you were laughing and we all the time, October 1-5, right? yes. the first day of practice. Mm-hmm. Right. And we we're laughing about this. October 1-5, it is, it is six hours of 100% yes. for the next five to six weeks whenever your first game is. And if it's like I got a game, we have a game of yours, of you playing Lewis, which is a Division Two school, they didn't lighten up for that game because that's an exhibition. Right. They'll only start to lighten up when we actually get to a real game. Uh, but like we said, when we'd see a recruit in the gym, we'd be giving each other high fives. <laughs> oh, yeah. Potatoes, yeah. right? We'd be bumping fists. We're like, oh, my yeah, God. Practice isn't going to go two hours. You know, we're going to have to go to the weight room. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna shoot at least twenty-five minutes with our free throws. This is gonna be a cake. So we're gonna go from six-hour practice, shooting free throws maybe ten minutes every hour, yeah. to get water, to a two-hour practice. So yeah, laugh, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, it is laughable. So you come out of that losing year, and we we're just talking off air, right? Year four, nucleus, Vandegard, Wim Hamer. Taylor and Barnes, right, become the nucleus, right? You have Richard Thomas in there. Now you guys know how to win. You know how to, you know, sophomores, you've hit the weight room. So let's talk about getting screwed out of two NITs. Yeah, certainly. Uh, which is horrible. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it was, especially yeah. the sophomore year. So um, yeah, we finally figure out how to win. Uh, I think um, being young inexperienced players, you know, going through that five and 23 season really taught us, uh, one humility. <laughs> and then second, uh, you know, hunger, you know, knowing that, you know, we don't want to go through that again, you know? So we did spend right. that entire summer in the weight room. We did 
uh, kind of form a bond going into that sophomore season. So, you know, we go into win streak, and I, I don't look, I'm old now, my brain, you know, my mental bandwidth is kind of, <laughs> you know, diminished. But I do remember distinctly we're at home uh, cutting those nets down. And it was one of the best feelings I think I've ever had as a young ball player at that time. Um, just to be able to say you, we literally came from the bottom of the barrel. So now we're on top. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, it wasn't enough. You know, we lost in the in the, um, in the Valley Tournament, so we didn't get that automatic bid. Uh, but we were helpful, you know, getting into the NIT. You know, we were all, you know, kind of had the little watch party going on. Like, surely, you know, our, our strength and schedule right. would have gotten right. us in there. And then, you know, we got shunned. And so that was very disappointing. So, of course, you carry that disappointment into the next season. So, you know, yeah, championships, but now we're juniors. So now we think we really figured out how to play. And so, you know, we've added a couple of pieces. You know, uh, Steve is there. You know, Rich is there. You know, we're rolling. We're doing really, really good. You know, again, we did, you know, I think we were co-champions my junior year. Um, And we ended up losing to Southern. In the in the Valley Championship game, uh, but we just knew at that point we're going to the NIT. And I actually do. I still remember this. <laughs> we we go home for break for like a couple of days, and I remember Coach Bender saying, "All right, we need everybody back at normal, <laughs> um, whatever time frame, right?" And so right. <laughs> I still remember Steve. Steve's like, "I ain't coming back. I'm pissed. They screwed us last year. They're not going to give it to us." And Steve didn't come. Yeah, Steve didn't come back. Yeah, he did not come back, and I still remember that. And I'm thinking, man, it's like, did he know something we didn't? You know, and then, of course, we found out, you know, <laughs> later on we didn't make it. And so, you know, there was our disappointment for the season. But we definitely yeah, thought, yeah. Um, you know, both years, you know, we could have at least gotten a, an NIT bid. And the way the rules are now, if you finish first in your, in your conference regular season, you get an automatic, automatic. bid to the NIT, which is, I mean, that rewards the regular season champion, and it makes sense. It does. So, Absolutely. So, different different era. era. Yeah, different different era. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember. And I remember Coach Ben, he was, he was so upbeat about it, and he just knew we were going. And so, you know, we're all excited, yeah, you know, yeah. and then, you know, what happened. But yeah. One of the things you guys accomplished, and people just, I mean, it's remarkable to go from last to first, right, in the regular season to first. Yes. That, that is unbelievable. Yeah, it was a huge turnaround. Okay. Yeah, and I, I tell you, um, I, I still kind of remember that rings in my head with Coach Bender. He's always talking about going through adversity. He'd always talk about that. You know, we're going through an adversity, time, but then we would come out stronger for it. And um, now that I have a young son or a son playing basketball, now I kind of preach that to him. Like, you know, everything's not going to be given to you. You're not going to come out on top all the time. You're going to get knocked down. It's how you respond. Um, you know, that, that, that builds your character and, and builds you as a ball player and as a, and an individual, and a young man. So, uh, yeah, we did. And it was a good turnaround. And, you know, quite frankly, we were tired of getting whooped. <laughs> that's really what it is. I mean, 23, that's a lot of losing. Yeah. yeah. So after right. your jun- junior year, right, you guys are coming back as seniors. But you, you're probably thinking, right, you just didn't make the NIT. You, you're going to come back and kick ass, and then Coach Bender leaves. Yeah, so, so I, what, what was that feeling like? That was in, uh, I would say, maybe late June, early July. I can't re- distinctly remember, but he called a meeting. Never forget this. Called a meeting in the locker room. 
So we're all in the locker room, like, you know, what's this all about? Or, you know, no one had spread the word. We didn't know, whatever. And I distinctly remember Coach Bender coming in the door, coming in the locker room. He rounds that corner. You know how he does. He steps real fast. He rounds in the yeah. corner. Yeah. And his eyes are well, welled up. You tell he had been upset. He had tears of that. And I remember him saying, you know, this is the hardest thing I had to do to you guys. I love you guys. But, um, you know, I've been offered a position in Washington and, you know, it's a good move for me and the family. You know, I love you guys, but, you know, I'm moving on. And, it, I mean, the talk was really brief. Uh, it wasn't extended at all. You know, the assistant coaches came in with him. Right. And then he then they walk out and they leave, you know, because he's upset, you know. Had to tell us. And I remember just sitting in the – and I remember looking at Scott Taylor because he sitting across from me. And I'm looking at Scott Taylor, and then I look over to Vandegar, and then I look – I'm like, what just happened? Like – what do you mean he's leaving? Like, leaving, like, leaving, leaving? Like, what does that mean for us? Because we just knew, right. hey, we, you know, we're rolling now. You know, we're, we're, we're NCAA bound. We just, there was no doubt in our mind that next year with that core group, right. we had everybody returning. You know, we were young. We were on the way. And then to hear he was leaving, it was crushing. It was. It, it was crushing. I remember, you know, walking. I was at an apartment next time. I walked by to her, like, what, what happens now, you know? No one, and that's the thing, no one ever thought about transferring. You know, we're seniors no, at this no. point, you know. Where are you going to go yeah. senior year at that point, you know? We're good, but, you know, we're not. We wanted to be together, you know, because we had endured so much. So, yeah, it was tough. Um, and then I heard that there was a search. And then and the, the call when Stallings got it, it came rather quick. It did. It came rather quick. And it was uh, it was definitely a different coaching style than Coach Bender. Uh, different, different culture. Uh, a different way of uh, relating to the players. And then not to mention, you know, you're a senior now, you know. So you yeah, think you know yeah. a couple of things and you think you have a say-so in a few things, right? Yeah, not so much with a new head coach. <laughs> not so much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so now you, you know, you as a player got to go through this and, you know, 89, 90 now your son is a freshman, and he's starting to go through this recruiting and craziness that's going on in college athletics. So how is it like to be sitting on the other side, right? At least you could mentor, because like you talked about earlier, our parents didn't know what we were doing, yes. right? All these coaches are coming into our house, and they're giving us this pitch, and they're all lying to us, and our parents don't know any better. They've only seen them maybe once or twice on TV and heard That's their it. name, That's right? That's right. That's right. And, and they're lying to us left and right, just trying to get us to come to their university. So what is it like now? Yeah, huh? so so my son is a freshman at De La Salle High School, and his recruitment hasn't taken off yet. Hopeful that it does. Uh, but we have had some kids in our program that have – that have been recruited. Uh, Steve's son uh, is being recruited, and so we talk all the time, and so we kind of compare notes and kind of figure it all out. But with the advent of, um, you know, cell phones and Instagram and TikTok, you know, social media, I just think the recruitment, I won't say it's watered down, but, uh, you know, coaches reach out via text messages now. You know, they reach out via uh, direct messaging now, you know, it's very hard to see a coach come to the games anymore. You know, when I was being recruited, everybody knew that a, a college, you know, a college coach was in the gym, Yo, and God, everybody yes. would just be, yes. you know, so excited. And you know, there was the um, the excitement of getting that mail letter to you. 
you know, when you opened up yeah. that letter and you read it, it was from a college coach and you read it and you kept those and you'd brag like, yeah, I got, how many letters you got? Oh, I got like 15 letters. How many <laughs> letters you got? You know, that, that was a badge <laughs> of honor, right? So now, um, not to mention the advent of AAU, uh, and you know, yeah, we man. have freshmen, sophomore, juniors, you know, receiving quote unquote offers, right? From these college coaches. I don't know if they're real or not, <laughs> you know. I don't know how you offer a freshman yeah. to come to a university. You don't really know what that kid is gonna be like later. Well, it's a verbal offer, yes. right? And and they can break a yeah, verbal they, offer. That's it's not like the it's not like the letter that you and I signed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so the <coughs> it, it, it becomes uh, um, I'm I'm not exactly sure how to name I'm still navigating, but it's just completely, completely different now. Uh, even with the AAU period, my wow. son, we just came off of a, the live period. You know, you got the college coach. We did see the Calipari's and, you know, a couple of the other Mizzou head coach, you know, in the stands. You know, they're evaluating kids. But uh, it's like shopping almost, if you will. You know, you're the product and they're out shopping. And, you know, you might get picked or you might not. So it's, to me, it, it's tough not to mention, um, you know, I've actually spoken to a few coaches and they said, you know, we're not interested in high school kids right now, you know, because of the COVID, because yeah. of the transfer portal. Um, a lot of coaches want older rosters because I think there's yeah. a pressure for the coach to come in or, or the older coach to, to, you know, produce now, to win now, you know. So it's tough. I'll just say that it's really tough. I think it was tough back then, but I think it's, it's probably tougher now. Well, and a couple of things that I always tell people is what wasn't as tough for our coaches was the fact that you spent – two and three and four years with these same individuals. Absolutely. And we built a bond that is thick as thieves. I mean, we have just crazy bonds with our teammates. Um, But today, these coaches are going to get a whole new roster or three-quarters of a new roster, and they got to build a bond inside of three months, right? right? Because practice starts on October, and you got to be ready to go, and and they got to be able to play together and know what each other is going to do and do those kind of things. But I also get the fact that, my God, right, you know, coaches when we were playing would hit the junior college because they wanted to get a couple juniors and, like you said, a little bit of maturity because an 18-year-old right. freshman yes. isn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm a 218-pound 6'8 freshman and I'll finish a 6'10", 245-pound senior, That's right? right? That's right. I mean, yeah, you know, so and it's tough, and then it's putting. I think it's putting the college coaches. I can't all blame them, you know, and I can't. A lot of people want to blame the NCAA. I think there's pros and cons to everything. I just think right now, I think COVID threw everybody into a lurch, you know, and I think that the, yeah. the transfer portal is continuing to um, throw people in a lurch. I mean, I just don't know how you build a roster when every year you're faced with. The turnover that you have, like I don't, God, I don't know, you understand how that even works. Like right now, I mean, John, I didn't even play with you, but I had that bond because you were around yeah. so long. You know, you'd come back yeah. to the school. You're, you know, the podcast Redbird for life, right? How many college athletes <laughs> can really say that right now? You know, they've been to three schools. We, you and I, would play in the North absolutely. Gym. We played in the North Gym after we were done. After we graduated, yeah, absolutely. All of a sudden, you get a call. You get a t- you get a and, uh, you know. A, well, back in our day, a call. Hey, man, 
second, third Sunday of you know in in May, we're all going down to Illinois State, and we're going to run in the North Gym for three or four hours. We'd all hop in cars and go down Saturday night and party, and and then we'd go run hungover and talk smack for. That's the whole reason the podcast started because we would be sitting in North Gym. How many times isn't a, a guy standing there? In his socks and his shorts, standing up animated, telling some stupid some story. story. That's it. That's right. That's right? right? Absolutely. At the pub, the stories, at somebody's apartment, all of us got our feet kicked up on bad couches in some bad, you know, college apartment in Bloomington or normal, and with a beer, telling dumb stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's part of the, um, the culture and the experience, you know, and I just think that's what yeah. the kids are are missing out on they're missing that you know uh i know aau is very yeah. popular right now and kids jump teams and, and things of that nature but there's nothing to me i just think high school college you know your teammates who you grow bonds with and you know you carry on until your adulthood that's to me uh the ultimate college experience college basketball experience totally yeah. agree. hey it's do you kid. like the 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 twitter template these kids use for like when they're de- going transferring or when they're committing to something. I always like this one. 100% committed. And you, you want to reply for, for now. For now, yeah. Right? Every, every, <laughs> you have asterisks by there. Yeah, I want, the, I want the first kid to be truthful and say 100% committed, then parentheses, for at least one for year. For at least one year. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. For at least one year. That's it. You know, I don't know how yeah. it all shakes out eventually. You know, I know there's... A lot of politics behind it. I know there's money behind it. You know the old NIL. John, could you imagine having an NIL deal back with, with Donawal uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Bender? I had an NIL deal. You know, all of this stuff is. I think the landscape is new, and it still has to be navigated. Um, but I'm just hoping, at least for my son's sake, by the time he graduates, it's all you know. It'll, we'll figure it all out. You know, I think part of my son's picture gonna be. We'll be here. Like I don't want to sign away. We'll be here. Like you know, you take a chance on us. We'll be right. here. You know, because, you know, I, I believe in loyalty. I believe in, you know, building a team. I just do, you know. But but that's not the way of the world right now. So we got to adapt. That is not. Yeah. Hey, we have to ask you one question, but this is for you and your son, okay? Which program, Whitney Young or De La Salle? <laughs> well, that's a tough one, right? Uh, I am a, right? I am a golfer. Chicago. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Whitney Young golfer, man. I, uh, that's why I learned to play. I'll always have allegiance in there. But uh, for De La Salle, you know, I really like our head coach there. And he, he's building and, and he's trusting yeah. my son and he's doing well in that. So I got to let him forge his own way. God, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I let him forge his own way. I can't listen. I, I've, I've done all of my all of my stuff. So now it's his turn. Chuck, after you graduate from uh, Whitney Young, you make your way down to ISU. You've seen a sneak preview, how easy the practices are going to be. <laughs> You're in there with a class of five. Let's talk about that first year and, and, and the adjustments that you had to go through from high school to, to uh, Division One college basketball. It's absolutely. Well, uh, as most high school seniors think, you know, myself included, uh, you think you know how to play basketball. You think you know how to play defense. You think you know how to shoot. You think you know how to run the floor and, you know, all the things that go along with it until you get your first college practice. Um, which for me was a, a culture shock um, and with the intensity, uh, the amount of talking, just, you know, I didn't have, you know, in high school, you know, I had one coach, 
you know, get to Illinois State, you know, I have a myriad of coaches, right? <laughs> and the head coach is yelling, and the assistant coach is yelling, and the manager's yelling, and, <laughs> and then your teammates are yelling, and the, the upperclassmen are yelling at you because you don't know what you're doing. You're lost in the drills. So, uh, yeah, it was it was an experience. But um, uh, going through it, it was hard, um, but I did make the adjustment quick. I did um, because, I just you know, there's nothing else to do. You know, you, <laughs> you, your time was in the gym. And but what made it hard for at least my freshman year with the four freshmen I came in plus Reggie was we at the end of our season we were five and twenty three. And losing those many games, you know, now that I'm an adult I kinda understand what the coaching staff is trying to go through to teach us and try to teach us how to win. But it was tough. Like I can still remember being in practice just going like what are we doing wrong? We're doing everything they ask us and we're still losing. You know, all the motivational speeches we believe in them, and we're still losing. Um, all of the lineup changes, who starts, who's coming off the bench, the, the shuffling of the players, and we're still losing. And so it, it was it was a challenge because I had come from a pretty successful program with Whitney Young. And I thought, uh, you know, Illinois State, you know, you just all had just come off the tournament. Uh, you know, you guys had, were rocking and rolling. So, you know, in my mind, I'm like, well, we're going back to the tournament. And then, you know, you got these uh, losses that were piling up. Um, of course, until we did end up winning our first game, you know, that Indiana State game. Uh, Pemda kind of brought me back some memories when Cagle hit that shot. And, you know, we thought we were on our way. I think we won two more. And, you know, that was it. You know, so. Uh, but just learning, well, learning. Uh, but the takeaway from that my freshman year was just learning how to go through adversity. Like really understanding what that meant. Uh, really understanding that you can sometimes do your absolute best and still fail. Uh, but you, we grew uh, in that year, especially those freshmen, you know, my, my teammates. We grew in that year, and then the next year we come back and win the conference championship. So actually two years in a row. So, um, But it was tough. So there's a couple of things that happened. You, you started hitting on So you win five games, yeah, right? And you have two win streaks, which is hard to do. With only five games, you guys won three in a row, okay, and then you end up winning. You had a two-game win streak, but that that second game of that second win streak was pretty special. It was right? very special, uh, very special. We we you know broken the code, like learned the code, like we figured it out, like finally, you know, we, we got it. Uh, you know, all this hard work and, and changes and, and and you know motivations and getting your uniform taken away from you and. It, it, we went through it like every. I think Coach Ben. I think that coach staff went through every trick in the book to <laughs> motivate us to keep. I mean, just think about it. Like now, could you imagine a team going five and twenty-three and those kids staying? No, like yeah. like they yeah. did yeah. everything to help us. You know, film breakdown, film study, individual work, teamwork. You know, the long practices. You know, we did it all. Taking other uniforms. Um, one pair of shoes, like it, it was, they ran the gamut, you know, and that second win, we thought we were on, you know, we thought we were on the way, but you know, not much, not so much. <laughs> so, so, so one of those five games was against Chicago yeah. State. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago it, State. And, game, yeah. It, and you, you may, may or not have known some of the players from Chicago State. We did, uh, <laughs> you know, being from Chicago, uh, a few of those players, um, I still kind of remember this. So pre-game, of course, we see each other. You know, competition. You're going to talk a little bit. You know, you know, we're going to come down there. You guys, you know, haven't won anything. We're going to come down here and whoop you, 
okay, that's fine. And then all of a sudden, I just remember we're over there to the left of the home bench, uh, a guy that I do know, know very well right now. Actually, he's an officer, a <laughs> uh, retired officer. Uh, he gets into a scuffle. And then the coaches, you know, the bench kind of cleared a little bit. And I remember Coach Bender running over, and he hits Coach Bender in the face, in the nose. <laughs> and, 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 you know, of course, you know, our coach is kind of holding us back because you don't want the melee, you know, the bench text and stuff of that nature. But I can still remember, like, going, you got really? Y'all would come all the way down here to Illinois State and get into a fight. You know, and, you know, and we believe in about a month ago, I actually ran into the guy. And we still talk about that. We still talk about that to this day, you know, being, being young and kids, I guess. Talk about Bender passing out, right, and how that freaked yes, you guys out. Yes, indeed. I still don't remember that particular game, but I was still on the bench at the time. And Coach Bender popped the – you know, Coach Bender was – that's one thing. He's a very animated coach. Like, he was really into the game. I always remember that, you know, his energy and enthusiasm for the game. And he was sitting on the bench, and he just jumped up. I don't know if it was a foul call or something happened. And Coach Bender's eyes just rolled in the back of his head, and he just fell face first, right in front of the bench. And so everybody just had this pause, like, so what do we do now? Like, what's wrong? I mean, John, you know, you guys have been right. He's, he's energetic, right? He has fire in him, and he's just always upbeat, and I just never understood that. Jumping. Yeah, jumping and hot and screaming. I mean, that's, that was just his coach's style. Yeah. And so he jumped up and yes. just passed out. We're like, hmm. <laughs> What, what, what just happened? You know, kind of find out he was all right later and everything. And, you know, we tease him about it a little bit. You know, not too much, but oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. And then we nudge him about that every now and again. But, yeah, that, that yeah. really, you know, yeah. you know, 18-year-old kid, you know, your head coach just passed out in front of you. You know, you're thinking, like, wow, you know, we done killed him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and Coach was sweating all the time. I mean, literally, he he'd come into the huddle invariably I was sitting in the middle and everybody's, you know, and I was sitting there and I'd look at him and then all of a sudden Butterly or Rainwater or, or Father Time would throw a towel into the middle and he'd grab it, he'd wipe his face down and then he'd keep drawing on the board yeah. and you'd be looking at him going, I'm not sure I'm Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, that, that was totally that much, I don't know, yeah. he wouldn't have made it through the COVID years, I'd say he wouldn't have made it. <laughs> yeah, no. He wouldn't have made it. No, no, no. So, so Chuck, that that very last game, um, something happened. There's a stat that didn't happen for 30 years later in in ISU. So I don't know if you know this, but three freshmen started uh, for Illinois State, and that didn't happen for 30 years. I think so. So you, Vandegard, okay, and and Scott Taylor started. Okay. okay? And it wasn't until 30 years later, in 2021, Andrews, Fleming, and Sissoko started. Okay, and I think the reason why they started was that was during the COVID year. COVID. Everybody else was Everybody sick. Right. And we only had six. We only had. We only had six. We had one person on the bench, and they, hey, he had to pick. Dan had to pick five oh, to start. And he's like, "Eeny, meeny, miny, you're in. You're in. You're yeah, in." That that, and they were playing back-to-back games, and they did so bad against Loyola that the game before he got pissed and started the three freshmen. Yeah, but, wow. yeah, um, I did not know that. So it was a learning experience. So you guys, and you might have had three starting before that, but that that was the last time, uh, thirty years prior to that, three freshmen starting, and then throw in Richard Thomas, who was sophomore, you know, a sophomore. You know, 
it was a really really young yeah we're very, very young and the learning curve was just i mean losing all that experience from the year before uh yeah just just knowing what i know now just having no idea how basketball oh. really played <laughs> you know you lost tough. scott fowler the right before and you the first lost game. scott fowler on the last play of practice before going absolutely and i do distinctly remember that i remember we were so excited uh you know we, we practiced really hard we were about to get on the bus and we we did i remember scott when he hurt his leg or his knee i should say and everybody's yeah. hopes were just crushed it really was because scott was our anchor we could tell right then you know that's you know scott has yeah. that that he was a red shirt red senior, senior you know we relied on scott yeah. and scott was our you know he was our leader he was he was in your horse in the middle, Absolutely. right? I mean, he anchored down Absolutely. that middle. Absolutely, and I can remember making that that drive to Dayton, and to this day, I'm still kind of shocked. I just remember those red threes that they raised every time they hit a basket, every time they hit three point. And I'm a freshman going, "What is this? What wow. is going on?" Yeah, Dayton Flyers. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And, and Scott, because Reggie, I would argue with anybody, is not a five. He's a true absolutely. four. Yep. Right. Where Scott could do four and five um, at six six, he wasn't quite a five, but he had the strength. Had the strength down there, play yeah, five. He had the strength down there, yeah. and you know we yeah. gave up what a good 30, 40 percent of our rebounds down in the middle. We just did, yeah, absolutely. And so Scott absolutely. cleaned the glass for us. So without him as that anchor, yeah, we we were devastated. All right, Big Chuck, this is where we wrap this up. Floor is yours. How do you want to close? Uh, certainly. Um, well, one, thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. Oh, uh, just remembering, you know, you don't really, I think the biggest thing I take away from this is when, when you're going through something, kind of be in the moment. Because, you know, if you don't have that recollection, like, John, you're bringing up stuff that, you know, I hadn't even thought of until now. Um, you know, with the conference championships and they're going from last to first and those things. So, um, so those listen to the podcast, please be in the moment. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, would be a kind of a moment side of a shout out to you know my, my teammates that passed on you know um, uh, Big Reggie you know number four you know that was my main man I uh, came in with him you know Illinois State it was his passing you know, my senior year that was very devastating uh, for our team and kind of the the bond that we had made at Brotherhood and also just recently Antoine Hicks who passed away yeah. um, you know I have had so many memories of him and Reggie and Elvin and Reggie. It's just, you know, the, the little Chicago connection. Um, on another little side note, I did meet Coach Peter and, uh, you know, talked to him about a couple of things. And I asked him, I said, Coach, you know, you need to look at the city. You know, all those are city guys that I just mentioned, you know, when I went down to Illinois State, you know, there's a shared bond and certain toughness that comes with the city. And I want him to reach out, you know, to the city. And so yeah, yeah. just remember my city brothers and, and uh, I've had a great time here on the podcast, you guys. And I appreciate you. I know, John, you've been hunting me down for a while. Uh, <laughs> but because of work and family, you know. Yeah, and, we uh, know. Uh, it, it's tough. But, you know, it, it's been an enjoyable experience. Um, and one that hopefully, you know, I can uh, pass on to my son. Because he doesn't believe half the stuff that I tell him. <laughs> not half. Not even half. You know. If it's not on Instagram or Twitter, it, it didn't exist. So. Uh, even John, you talking about you know VH tapes. He he doesn't even know what that is. So uh, the mere fact that you can receive some of those games and I can possibly get them to him in that digital form, that'd be awesome. Man, always right. Uh, 
it's been a awesome getting to meet you, getting to watch you play, um, you know, getting to run with you on Sundays even after and the alumni stuff. And absolutely, yeah, it, it's just a brotherhood, right? We can sit there and laugh for hours. It's just a, it's amazing. So, all right, this is episode thirty-five with Chuck Barnes, number fifty-four in your program, number one in your heart, the big man from Chicago. Take us out, Mister Diner. 